Welcome to It's All Mental, a podcast from Every Turn Mental Health. Mental isn't a bad word. There's no health without mental health. We're here to talk about every high and low. No limits, just good conversation. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of It's All Mental, Every Turn Mental Health podcast. Um, you're joining me, Joe Armstrong from the comms team, and today I am joined by Kira. Kira, um, I'll in- let you introduce yourself. Um, so if you just want to start by telling us a bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so sure. As you said, my name's Kira. Um, so I live in Chester in the northwest of England and work not too far away in the um, in the Wirral service. Um, and currently I'm a locality lead for the Wirral NHS Talking Therapy Service and also a hit therapist delivering CBT, IPT and EMDR. Okay, there's a lot of acronyms in there. There is. Um, can you can you tell us what a hit therapist is and what you do? What 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 a typical day looks like for you? Yeah, so a hit therapist um, stands for a high intensity therapist. Um, so that's someone who would work at step three in a uh, NHS talking therapy service. So delivering um, slightly more intensive um, therapy intervent- interventions such as cognitive behaviour therapy, which is CBT, um, or interpersonal therapy, which is IPT. Counselling is also um, sits at step three um, and EMDR is eye movement desensitisation reprocessing therapy. Um, so for me, day to day on a clinical day, I would have a set of patients scheduled in and I would conduct sessions um, delivering those uh, that range of interventions. They're usually an hour long sessions. I'd be writing up my notes, following up um, on any actions. And on locality lead days, I'm supporting team members and colleagues to manage their caseloads and manage referrals that come into the service and risk um, and just help the service operate day to day. Sounds great. Sounds busy. Sounds very busy. busy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And did you did you always want to be a therapist? Was that something that you always wanted to do or how, how did you come about the role? Yeah, I really struggle with this question. Um, it's just something that evolved slowly. Um, at A level, I was given the opportunity to study psychology and I really jumped at the chance. I was drawn to the idea of kind of just understanding people a bit better. Um, it just felt quite mysterious and people are mysterious at times. Um, so I was really drawn to that. And then I just continued that into higher education um, and then following university, I sort of worked in different mental health contexts from inpatient units to supported housing and just at each opportunity really the path just became clearer and clearer, found myself, um, found my way to IAPT and um, and yeah I just, I just felt like um, yeah the path became clearer and it just became something that I was loving doing and something that I was good at um and growing up my family would always say that I was quite like quiet um quite observant quite measured um so I think it's just a role that I've fallen into naturally great great um and we're the 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 reason we're chatting today um is to obviously raise awareness um and chat a bit more um about Black History Month um and 
we know from previous chats um, that this year's theme is around um, saluting our sisters, um, which is a movement to recognise the crucial role um, that black women have played in shaping history, inspiring change and building communities. Could you tell us a bit more about what Black History Month means to you and in particular what that theme means to you as well? Yeah, um, so I mean Black History Month to me, just like any kind of cultural event or anniversary, um, it's just an opportunity to really consume and promote as much education and resources and information as possible. Um, you know, for me, I don't I don't live in a particularly diverse area. Um, I never really have. Um, so for me it's great because all of this information and resources and community becomes more visible during that time um so that feels um great and just yeah there's a lot more resources that are readily more readily available um and that just sets us up to being like more informed and more intentional um moving forward past um black history month um and the theme specifically just feels really special to me you know we know that inequality for women generally is a major social issue um, but it's really important when we're looking at those issues to consider intersectionality and the additional disadvantages that um, that someone might experience being a black woman. Um, for me my identity, my relationship with my race and ethnicity is an ever-evolving process as I'm sure it is for for most people from minority groups and as I said the places that I grew up and and the schools that I went to and the places that I work don't really present a lot of opportunities for me to feel fully seen or understood just because you know as I said they're not particularly diverse um so yeah again this theme is just really promoting people that I um can look up to and um can aspire to be and just provide lots of opportunities to see myself in others and connect connect to community um and what i also love about um this theme is that i feel like black culture really influences um pop culture um you know whether that's afro-caribbean influences or the black british experience um that really kind of shapes culture but during this theme we get to celebrate change makers in other industries such as healthcare and science and politics and activism um none of which were taught in school you know these really inspirational black women black leaders um so yeah i find it really inspirational Cool. And on that on that note, um, who does inspire you at the moment? Like, uh, for, for, uh, who, who? Yeah, who does inspire who you? Who does? Yeah. Gosh, that's a really hard question as well. Um, it, it's not so much a person, although there are lots of people that I find inspiring. But I particularly find at the moment people inspiring who, um, or the people that I find inspiring are people that, um, I feel aren't particularly nervous to take ambitious steps um, that really kind of trust their instinct and take chances on things that they really believe in. Um, say yes to new and unknown things. Um, and just like we were saying in terms of the theme of, of Black History Month this year about celebrating our sisters, those are people like that, you know, people that have put themselves um, in potentially difficult situations to make change. Um, you know, 
even my mum um was always like that she's a big inspiration she always um or she has a strong sense of self she really trusts her instincts um she's really driven by a sense of adventure whereas i can sometimes be more hesitant about things um so yeah people like that my mom change makers um i find that really inspiring and it pushes me to um to say yes to things even saying yes to this podcast my initial instinct was <laughs> no, no no but i was like kira you know just put yourself out there it's something that I believe in so do it and that's what I find inspiring great brilliant that's that's really inspiring to hear um and on that note um obviously um awareness events and days are great at raising voices and and you know um they're really great but what can we do what well, what can we do every turn as an organization to do more past Black History Month and what can others do as well? Have you got any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think marking cultural, um, culturally significant moments is really great. But I think ultimately it's about making a commitment to seeking out voices from underrepresented communities, in this case, the Black community, Black voices, and also making a space at the table for those voices, you know, at decision making levels, um, you know, particularly in the in the Wirral service, we've been looking at the underrepresentation of minority groups accessing the service, but also within the staff group, um, you know, and really that our diversity doesn't reflect the diversity within the community um so i think as organizations representation is something that's really important to look at at all levels as i said even at a decision making level um i've also really loved with the equality diversity and inclusion policies and conversations the inclusion of that word equity you know it's something that's talked about a lot more now um rather than just equality you know we can't have equality without equity so the burden should be placed on organizations to make an intentional targeted effort to address inequity and for me i think that means allocating resources prioritizing campaigns that um that target underrepresented communities resources in marketing recruitment there needs to be that intentional targeted effort to improve our representation and to make sure that we're hearing black voices in this instance um and yeah i think that's that's really important and even you know a really small example would be um something that i've been trying to do just in my day-to-day in work is mm -hmm. You know, even when we're using materials like therapy materials, worksheets or whether it's marketing materials, you know, using people and names um, that are from ethnic minority groups. Um, you know, again, it's about representation um, and making sure that people are getting used to seeing these names and seeing these people. Um, and we have a responsibility to to address that, really. Yeah. So on that point around um, sort of underrepresentation um, with, within your, your where you live, um, do you feel, Kira, that things are changing, things from, from being little and growing up in that area? Do you feel that things are changing and there, are, there is more representation of the black community and, you know, more positive change is coming? 
Definitely, yeah, things are different. It's still very much in the minority. I actually don't know the stats in my local area. Um, I would hazard a guess to say it's still not reflective maybe of the national stats, but it's just loads better. Um, I think things like um, obviously the population increases um, and more and more um, black people move to the country so people start spreading out but also the university here is growing, um, employment opportunities, the links to major cities like Liverpool and Manchester start drawing in lots of people so gosh yeah I mean <laughs> when I was little I used to walk around Chester town with my dad he would um if he saw another black person he would nod it was like a biker club <laughs> it was like you know just like this acknowledgement of like you know I see you and you're okay and um mm. like a friendly nod um and it, that's how rare it was you know it would just yeah. be us um yeah. Whereas now it's not like that. You see lots more um, black faces. Again, the university plays a large part in that. So it's definitely better. Um, it's definitely growing. Um, and that's great. You know, there's um, a hair shop that I can buy products from, which I never used to be able to do. Um, I used to have to go to a different city to get my hair done. Um, so things like that are really tangible changes that I'm benefiting from. So, yeah. Last year, Kira, um, you wrote a fantastic blog post um, for uh, the Everton website, um, which was specifically around discussing equalities faced by the black community in areas such as health, housing, crime, unemployment, etc. Um, what are your thoughts on what can be done to support underrepresented communities going forward? Um, well, yeah, I mean, we've spoken about how organisations can um, can support, um, but even if we just focus on a personal level, it's not much different. You know, it's supporting underrepresented communities by going out and seeking their voices, find those voices, listen to them, get out there, meet people from those communities, really start thinking about how much exposure you have as an individual to different communities, how many diverse voices do you actually hear in your day to day or week to week. Um, and I think a really big thing that's important to say is, is it's about being consistent I think when it comes to addressing inequality um, on an organisational and on a personal level, we're kind of keen to get results, you know, um, which comes from a, a positive place, you know, wanting to see that the actions that you're taking are making a difference and engaging the right people. But ultimately, for a lot of minority communities, particularly the black community, there is a lot of mistrust, um, you know, if for for people who are in majority groups or people in authority um so it's about consistency and just being there whether that's you know conducting a drop-in at a local multicultural centre and even if nobody shows up just you show up at the same time every day and be there or whether that's volunteering somewhere in your local community and again, just making a long term commitment to doing that, to showing up. Um, so it's just really important that we're not just fueled by results, but it's just about slowly building a bridge, extending that opening invitation. Um, 
So I think that's really, really important. Um, but personally, again, something that I think is a really good idea, I've made a commitment um, over the recent years to really think about the content that I'm consuming and also the money and or resources um, that I'm spending. So with regards to content, I've made a, a really conscious effort to follow, watch, listen, read, um, black creators, artists, entertainers. Um, I really feel like when I was growing up, I was drawn to TV shows or stories or music that I'd be really confused that my friends hadn't heard of because it was, you know, I was really into these things. And I realised it's because I was being drawn to them because I could see myself in them. And people tend to watch and consume what they can relate to. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem is with that is, again, it just becomes a bit of an echo chamber and you're only seeing the voices that, um, you know, from one group potentially or just not particularly um diverse um voices so and we know that like entertainment and comedy and literature they explore social issues don't they and cultural mm -hmm, issues definitely. and yeah um so even just in the entertainment and the content that we consume we can just learn a little bit about other people's life experiences um and what's the norm for those types of families or those groups of friends and so I think disrupting your social media feed a little bit by clicking on accounts that you wouldn't usually follow, watching TV shows um, where, you know, the lead or the majority of cast is, you know, of a, a group that you're not a part of, telling stories that you don't necessarily directly relate to, I think is a really easy way to start hearing different voices. Um, and I think it really comes back to I always think of that phrase, you can't be what you can't see, um, you know, mm -hmm. and you can't support what you don't know. So mm -hmm. it's really important just to expose yourself a little bit more. And that's an easy way to do it. Um, another example then is with money and or resources. Um, so I was really inspired by the Black Pound Day initiative. I don't know if you ever heard of that I was going to say, I've not heard of that. If you could explain a bit more about what that is, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So it was an initiative that was founded by a UK music artist, I think his name's Swiss. Um, so it focused on addressing the economic inequalities um, faced by the black community or the black wealth gap um, and the idea was that one day a month which is the first Saturday of every month people are encouraged to buy something from a black business or hire a black service um, you don't have to go out of your way to spend money they're just encouraging you to if you're already looking for goods and a service just to see if that those goods and service could be purchased um, from a black business um, and just they've got an Instagram account and you can follow and they post um, really helpful information and statistics about the inequalities, the wealth inequality that the black community face and just the knock on effect that that has on employment, therefore finance, therefore housing, therefore health. Um, and just uh, looking at addressing those really. So I've been taking part in this initiative, um, but also I've made an effort outside of Black Pound Day just to seek out black owned businesses whenever I require a, require a service. Um, and again, that's me taking responsibility to diversify the people that are around me as well as supporting um, black owned businesses. And it comes back to what I said about equity. You know, it's not about now 
unfairly excluding other businesses um but just acknowledging that one community is already disadvantaged so yeah. i'm just making an intentional effort to target them so they yeah. can start at the same starting line as everyone else um so those are two things that i think people can do to support it's we already spend a little bit of money and we already consume a bit of content so mm -hmm. it's just about um altering maybe slightly how we do that to seek out those voices um and just I, i've had a little think about this and um it's not quite related to the black community although it happens within the black community but i think a really good example about spending money um is have you noticed there's a lot of now like korean and japanese beauty products in the mainstream a yeah. rise in popularity with the the gua sha skin tool and things like yeah. that yeah so yep. these products come from long-standing traditional cultural product uh cultural practices from people um from those communities and yep. now they're being incorporated into western beauty trends um and then what happens is then those products are then sold globally by companies that are not run by people from those communities. Yeah. So, you know, again, if you think about money, it's then not filtered back into that community yeah. where those products and those practices and services um, originate from. Um, so that's a, just a really specific example of how it can have a knock-on effect on community. And, and that absolutely um, is mirrored in the black community as well, particularly around hair care and beauty. Um, so that's something that's brilliant that's all massively practical advice and that kind of brings me on to the next question I was going to ask in terms of sort of uh, being an ally and allyship um, and sort of not necessarily being from a particular community yourself but wanting to help and raise awareness and you know raise voices um, and that's really practical is there anything else you would suggest Kira that an ally could do um probably more from a practical point of view i mean you've given us loads there already <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, great well, definitely those things yeah but i mean i think aside from i think ultimately everyone should be doing the same thing whether you're an ally or a member of the community so you know finding those voices listening supporting all those things um but i think from an ally allies perspective i suppose it's just really maybe calling out things um you know standing up for injustice that you might see people from minority groups can often really struggle with that um for many reasons um so i think that's something that's often missing a lot is is just saying oh i don't think that was okay you know or so-and-so seems really upset with that even if you maybe don't 100% know why but everyone can sense when there's a, an energy shift in a room and sometimes if you're an ally you might feel that you don't know what to say you're not 100% sure and so again it's just checking in on people are you okay like was that okay and then if it's not okay can I say something is it safer for me to say something mm -hmm. um so yeah I think that's something additional that an ally could do definitely brilliant that's that's really helpful practical advice i think that's that's really much appreciated by allies definitely brilliant and lastly um kira um if there was anybody who you could either past or present um sit down and have a couple with and a really honest chat um who would it be and why um well I'll, i'm gonna cheat a little bit i'm gonna pick two <laughs> Um, that's fine 
that's fine. <laughs> Go uh, rogue. <laughs> yeah. One is maybe um, a little bit obvious, but Beyonce. You know, um, I've Good loved child. her from childhood. Um, I suppose we're talking about people who are inspirational. I just find her inspirational. Um, me and my sister always laugh and say that I actually couldn't meet her because I wouldn't be able to speak. But if I could speak <laughs> and have a drink and a chat, then it would be her. I just think she's amazing and um, her work ethic and her thoughts on things. And again, she her support for the black community in really overt but also covert ways you know it's it's really threaded in everything that she does um so definitely Beyonce but more importantly um above anyone it would be my dad um he passed away a few years ago so for obvious reasons I would absolutely love to sit with him um and I've also felt that you know as you get older and you continue evolving and growing our understanding of our parents and our loved ones evolves too and so I'd love to obviously have a chat with him about anything but also about like more mature conversations and social issues and really find out what he thinks about some of the stuff we discussed today and um and just get on his, his thoughts on things that would be really special brilliant that's been brilliant Kira it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today I've Thank genuinely you. I've I've learned a lot from an ally's point of view um but it's been an absolute joy chatting with you, you you're so inspirational um and thank you so much for finding the time because I know you're incredibly busy so thank you for finding the time that's to chat so with brilliant. me today thank um, you. I know everyone will have enjoyed listening watching and listening um and um yeah we'll we'll look forward to chatting again soon hopefully so yeah thanks ever so much soon. for your time thank you thanks take care thanks for listening to it's all mental a podcast from every turn mental health if you enjoyed this episode remember to follow rate and share see you next time